Welcome, 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 everybody. This is Karen Lindsley coming at you with another episode of Fearlessly Feral Living. This is episode six, and I'm broadcasting to you from the Woogie Ranch out here in the back 40 of northwestern Nevada. It's quiet out here. I'm a half an hour away from the nearest gas station and the nearest grocery store, which makes ideal conditions for making of a podcast. I'm very grateful to be here, and I'm very grateful to bring this podcast to you. It's devoted to using new thought principles to ensure successful, creative living. Successful living begins from within us and moves outward. Change your thinking and change your life. And today we're going to talk about surrender. Now, I have to be honest here. I have a confession I didn't want to do this podcast on surrender. I would not have chosen this for a topic. Left to my own devices, I would have chosen something else. Because really, surrender is not one of my favorite topics. But is it anyone's favorite topic? I don't think so. It's like a scapegoat. It's everyone's favorite whipping boy. You know, those scapegoats. Anytime anything goes wrong, we blame it on the scapegoat. And we say to ourselves, I guess I need to surrender. I hate surrendering, but let's explore it anyway, shall we? I'm a new thought person through and through, and surrender is not typically discussed in new thought circles, at least not in the ones I hang out in. The concept is there, but it's not called surrender. It's called releasing what does not serve you. It's called finding the gift It's called accepting the gift. It might even be called changing your thinking. It seems like surrender is a four-letter word on steroids. It's something everybody says they want to do, but nobody really wants to do it. So today, yes, I'm going to talk about surrender. And I'm going to give you a little bit of research on it, and then I'll tell you what I think it is, which is based in new thought principles. So if you look up surrender in the dictionary, you get this. To yield to the possession or power of another. Ew, I hate that. (laughs) To deliver a possession of on demand or under duress. To give oneself up as to the police. To give oneself up to some influence, course, or emotion. The example they use here cracks me up. He surrendered himself to a life of hardship. Oh my God. Here's some others. To give up, abandon, or relinquish comfort or hope. To yield or resign in favor of another. Oh my God. No wonder people don't like the word surrender. To give up or yield. To surrender ourselves to a life of hardship. Ugh. Look up the term surrender in the Science of Mind textbook. And you discover it's used a total of 14 times. That's not very many times in a book that's almost a thousand pages long. It isn't listed in the glossary, nor is it listed in the metaphysical Bible dictionary. Surrender's not really a new thought thing, not in that word. And yet here, in the United States at least, we live in a predominantly Christian culture. Which means we think in Christian terms, even if we don't claim the faith. And even if we do, we still don't like surrendering much. 
So all the time I get people asking me about surrender. I remember when I was first presented with the word and the concept. It was about 33 years ago. I was living a new life, one without alcohol, for the first time in 32 years. And I was being presented with some tools for successful living without alcohol. One of those tools was surrender. And I just couldn't get it. Little did I know at the time I was already surrendering. I just didn't understand the meaning of the word. But my mentor told me, surrender to win. And I just looked at her and shook my head and said, I have absolutely no clue what you mean by that. But yes, I was open to the process that was being introduced to me. And in that openness, in that saying yes to that process, I was surrendering. And I did win and I continue to do so. So really a surrender is not a giving up, nor is it a yielding, not really except that it kind of is. It is, in its simplest form, a giving up of old ways of thinking and a yielding to new ways of thinking. I like that. Surrender is a giving up of old ways of thinking and a yielding to new ways of thinking. Now, there's an inherent ick, I guess is the way to put it, in this process. If we surrender old ways of thinking, that inherently makes the process uncomfortable, at least in the beginning. Because who in the hell likes to give up their old ways of thinking? And then if one does get that far, who likes being in that unknown place where we say, okay, I've given up my old ways of thinking, what now? Because then we have to wait a bit before the new ways of thinking are revealed. It's all a process. That place of the unknown is what I like to call the hallway. A door closes, or we close a door. We might say to ourselves, Self, this isn't working anymore. And we close the door. So now we're in that place of uncertainty. We're in that hallway. What now? What next? I was once told by my father, A lot of doors are going to open for you. Don't stand behind them when they do. (laughs) It still cracks me up. And my mom used to be fond of saying, don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. If you're wondering why I grew up slightly confused, now you know. Those are the kinds of messages I got from my parents. But I think both statements illustrate the same principle. There are doorways in our lives. And sometimes those doorways get closed for us. And notice I said for us, not to us. Because it has been my experience that every time a door is closed, it is always for the best for us. It may not feel like the best at the time, but it has been that way every single time. And sometimes we close the doors by making conscious decisions to think in different ways. No matter how the door gets closed, we then move into the hallway, that place of uncertainty. And there is a certain amount of absolutely glorious beauty in that hallway. Because when we're in the hallway, we get to choose. We have the power of choice in that hallway. We get to choose what direction we go in. We get to choose which doorway of the many doorways that appear to open. We have the power of choice. So really, we do surrender to win. 
It's just that there's some steps in between the surrender and the winning. So here are the steps. A door closes. You get fired or divorced or sick or you lose your house or something happens. Door is firmly closed. That way of life is no longer available. Right now, this is happening on a whole new level for us, isn't it? Out there in the world, our very ways of life are being threatened. And it doesn't matter which political side of the spectrum you lie on. Everybody's feeling threatened right now. Doors are being closed left and right. We're all in a hallway right now. This is an absolutely beautiful place to be if we choose to take advantage of it. But we have to stop attacking people. That's just a little soapbox, a little side, a little side note. Let me get back on topic here. Whatever door closed, it means that way of life is no longer available. Sometimes that closing of the door might be a bit more subtle. We might be being asked to do things in a different way. Or we might be asked to change our lifestyle. Lack of surrender means we butt up against that. We say, oh, hell no, I am not changing my lifestyle. I am not changing my thoughts. I am not changing my beliefs. And I am absolutely not even going to consider doing things differently, not on any level. Why do we say that? Why do we do that to ourselves? Why would we so stubbornly stick to things that are obviously not working so well for us anymore? Because there is a part of us that is so frightened of the unknown that we would rather stick with the known and not surrender than surrender and go into that unknown place, even if the known isn't working so well. By the way, I'm addressing this. Next week, I'm going to be teaching a class. It's based on a book called The Art of Uncertainty by Dennis Merritt Jones. There's still time to register for that class. It's all about what I've been speaking to here in this podcast. Take the class. You'll be glad you did. Anyway, all those refusals we put up, it's actually a refusal to accept all the gifts that life has to give us. It is, in Ernest Holmes' words, arguing for our limitations. When we say no, when we refuse to surrender, we are arguing for our limitations. And we get to stay stuck when we do that. And so my invitation to you today is to ask yourself, how's that working for you? Is it working? Surrendering means we're open. Now, here's the deal with openness. Openness implies vulnerability. And being vulnerable is not a place that most people will go to willingly. Surrender into it, not a chance. But stick with me here because... What if vulnerability and surrender were the only ways we could step into something new and greater for us in our lives? What then? What if vulnerability and surrender were the avenues towards living fearlessly feral? What then? So when the doors close, instead of fighting that closed door and trying to reopen it to go back to whatever was, we simply say goodbye. We release with gratitude and with love. Gratitude because whatever happened to cause that door to close, it got us here in the hallway. And here is a sweet place to be if we are open. 
because it is God's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. It always is. But we have to be open enough to accept it. And that's not going to happen if we're fighting. We refuse the kingdom if we fight. So the first step is to recognize when a door closes. And the next step is we do not fight it. We don't resist it. We don't go to Google and find examples and research to justify our decision to fight and stay stuck in our place. We don't spend energy we don't have to fight. We don't argue with folks about it. We just recognize that what was no longer is. And there might be some grieving involved in this. If so, do the grieving. Grieving is different than fighting. In fact, allowing ourselves to grieve is one of the greatest gifts we can give ourselves. Next step is to open up to the possibilities. This hallway place is the sweetest place ever. Because here is where our choices are. Here is where we can have some fun with it. We're going to a place we've never been. And because of that, we can sit down and imagine all sorts of possibilities. We can visualize. You know, visualization, that's that stuff where we can actually picture what we want. Have you ever done a vision board or gone to a vision board workshop? That's actually Law of Attraction 101, but it's very effective. Vision boards can be the beginning of great things in our lives. Do a vision board. Or write about your ideal. I like to say populate it. What does it look like, feel like, smell like, taste like? Have a vision and populate it and furnish it. There's another step we can do. We can vision. And now this is different from the visualization. Visioning is a powerful spiritual practice where we go into a meditative state. And we ask for spirit's highest vision for us. There are people all over the place who do regular visioning exercises. Join one of those groups if you can. We strengthen and or renew our faith. This is essential when we're in the hallway, especially when we're in the hallway. It's essential all the time, but really when we're in the hallway. You know, that thing that allows us to know that God is everywhere present and all good all the time. And so even this situation is good. That's faith. Being able to say it is all good and mean it is faith. And I'm not talking about that cynical spiritual bypass. It's all good stuff. No, I'm talking about truly good. I'm talking about knowing that there is good there for us and we ought to have it. And we become open to it instead of fighting it. Here's an example of what I mean when I say not in a spiritual bypass way, but a truly good way. Let's say you break up with your significant other. Saying you found the good because you're no longer tied down and you'll never ever get in a relationship ever again is spiritual by- bypass. It's cynical. It does not work. That, that kind of stuff. That's just let that stuff go. Instead, settling in, doing our grief work, getting to know ourselves better, finding the things we are really grateful for in that relationship and for that person in our lives, and discovering our part in it. Because remember, we're the common denominator there in all those relationships. All of that stuff, that's good, yummy stuff right there. That's finding the good. 
So we do that absolutely wonderful spiritual practice called introspection in a gentle and compassionate way. Once we do that, then we enter the hallway. And then we can decide to make some changes. Maybe only in the ways that we think and believe, but maybe in outer ways too. Maybe in how we show up in the world. But when we're in that hallway and we've discovered some good yummy stuff about ourselves and we've decided to change our way of thinking and we've opened ourselves up into the unknown. Oh my goodness. And then all of a sudden, here's the cool part. All of a sudden we start getting ideas. And aha moments and awakening. I'm here to tell you that if you've done your inner work and you're in the hallway and you start getting ideas and aha moments, there's always a yes there. None of those ideas are unachievable because you've received those ideas as a result of good spiritual practice. The yes is always inherent in the idea if you get an idea while you're in the hallway. Now, this is a basic principle that stems from the concept of oneness. Oneness says that God is a part of us and we are a part of it. And when we are in touch with God because we've done our inner work and we know the truth about who and what we are, which is a part of God and God is a part of us, where do you think those ideas came from? They came from that God part of us. So, of course, there's a way to implement them. Of course, there's a way to do them. And here's the where another piece of choice comes in. Because there's usually more than one idea. There's lots of them. Lots of doors. And we get to choose which doors to open. We get to choose which ideas to begin to implement. Because they're all good. And in that choice, there's empowerment and knowingness and peace and support. So if you're being asked to surrender, go for it. Jump on in. The water's fine. Give up your old ways of thinking. Grieve it if, if it is called for. Play with some visioning. Maybe do some visualization. Get some faith. Renew your faith. Strengthen your faith and see what happens. It'll be great. I guarantee it. So that's it. That's what I have to say on surrender. And I thank you so much for listening. And I know it is no accident that you are here I affirm your greatest good. I affirm your inherent divinity. I affirm that that divinity shows up in your life as wisdom and prosperity and peace and unconditional love. I know that you are the place where God shows up in this world. And I love you and I support you. Fearlessly Feral Living is supported by the Center for Spiritual Living, Carson City, Nevada. We are a teaching chapter, and our mission is to provide a strong and unshakable inner foundation that works for long-term successful living. Our purpose is activating inner self-awareness to live unlimited lives, and our vision is a world in which everyone lives fearlessly feral. If you wish to be a part of this vision and support it, you can go to www.cslcc.org and click on the donate button. Those are the initials for Center for Spiritual Living Carson City, cslcc.org. 
and click on the donate button. Or you pick, become a member over on Patreon. That's Fearlessly Feral at Patreon. Just go to patreon.com and type in Fearlessly Feral and we'll come right up. You can become a member there. Being a member at Patreon means you get access to behind-the-scenes goodies. Like, what did I go through to do this podcast on Surrender? You can also join our Facebook group. We have a private Facebook group called Fearlessly Feral Living. Lots of good discussion there. I am currently serving as interim minister for Mountainside Center for Spiritual Living in Placerville. Although we're doing everything on Zoom right now. I speak there via Zoom every other Sunday. And currently all Sunday services are online. My next speaking date is this Sunday, July the 19th, as well as August 16th and August 30th. And I would so love to hear from you if you want to register for the Art of Uncertainty or chat with me about anything else. You can reach me at information at cslcc.org. That's information at cslcc.org. Until next time, I am knowing fearlessly fair a living for you and for me. Thank you so much.